oh man, I've been doing this podcasting for the hyperfixation for six weeks, and I'm starting to run out of serotonin. <clears throat> ah, shit. Oh, uh, what, what happened? Hey, you know what would be better if had a big sword made out of the proper materials and you, like, got your armor. Is this low rank? Jesus Christ. You don't even have any decorations. What the fuck? What's... What is this? Are you God? No, but I am a monster hunter, which is... You know, just... Uh, I hunt the monsters. That's what this episode is about. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> really want to take on an elder dragon? We're gonna need weapons. Big weapons. That elder dragon is destroying nature, and it's about to destroy communities. Our balance with nature is more delicate than you think. Welcome to the Hyperfixation. I am your host, Roma. I use the they, them pronouns, and I am joined today by JWX. Hi, I'm Jay. I use the, I actually missed the uh, pronouns day at class. You can just use whatever you want. Uh, go ahead. Uh, and today I am here to talk about Monster Hunter. I'm so excited. I, I have always wanted to really get into Monster Hunter. Um, there's been, what's the word I'm looking for? The best way you can explain it is the same reason why I didn't get into Pokemon in my childhood. It's a combination of like financial reasons. And then the, my friends, I like never really helped me like get into my hyperfixation. Like I was alone when playing it. So I was like, I don't know my combos and like the typing matchups and stuff like that. You know, I never right. got the cards. And so with like Monster Hunter, yeah, I was in my early 20s, but all of my friends were playing so hardcore. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're so high leveled. I don't know. And so I got anxious and gave up, which I shouldn't have. But now I'm 26 years old and I'm ready. I'm ready to properly know how to get my armor in check. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so... Uh, there's a couple things that you said already that off the bat I want to discuss. First off, yes, you do need friends to play this game. It's not strictly multiplayer. There's single-player campaigns to each game. Mm -hmm. But the high-level content and, like, end-game stuff, you're going to need a full party for because, like, good luck taking down, like, the toughest Elder Dragons with your, just by your lonesome because that's going to be rough. Even with the best builds, even with the best weapons and armor, it's going to be a, a tough time. Hoo-wee. Yeah, but that's what I'm here for. Yay. I'm the expert. I want uh, you to get me some expert friends. Yeah. So 
A couple things I want to start off with. I want to start off with the first paragraph of the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Starting off with the charisma and charm that you know. Uh, Monster Hunter is a Japanese media franchise centered around a series of fantasy-themed action role-playing video games, starting with the game Monster Hunter for PlayStation 2. Guess when the first game was released? You know, I know it was not in the 2000s. Actually, oh. yes, it was. It was? Oh. Yeah. Early 2000s? Oh, four. Oh! I was eight yeah. years old. Oh, my ends. Yeah, I was seven years old. And let me tell you, I had no clue this shit existed. It's been released across a variety of platforms, including personal computers, home consoles, portable consoles, and mobile devices. It's published by Capcom. Uh, and it consists of several generations, kind of like you were talking about Pokemon earlier, where you never got into it. Mm -hmm. uh, multiple games a generation, so it's two or three games if you count the Japanese exclusives. Mm. But honestly, the Japanese exclusives are just re-releases at this point. Gotcha. And I don't even think there's any more Japanese exclusives, except for the MMO. We'll get to it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's multiple games a generation, and we're currently on the fifth. So there's something new introduced in every single generation, uh, which we'll detail later. But the idea is... They're iterating on the same formula of there's monsters, go and hunt them. Nice. For games and games and games. Forever. And yeah. So we've got all these games, um, five generations of them now. And mm -hmm. you said, like, like you said earlier, when you were, when it, the first one came out, you had no idea it existed. So like. Because it was Japanese exclusive. <laughs> it didn't fair. get like, it didn't get popular in the West enough to get ports until the second generation, I think. Uh, although mm, I could be wrong on this. <laughs> hey. I, I was also seven years old. Don't judge me. <laughs> You're good. So, uh, yeah. when, when did you get into Monster Hunter? I got into Monster Hunter with four ultimate, which is the fourth generation. Of course, uh, it is notable for introducing a couple new weapon types and, uh, a very popular monster. We'll get to it. Uh, and I remember getting into it because a friend of mine was like, hey, have you ever played this game? It's really fun. And I made the arguably the worst weapon in it. Just kidding. Uh, there's no worst weapon. It's just they said that uh, it's the least popular. And I took that to mean the worst right away. Quickly, we will discover that it's not the case. Ooh. But the... I was playing four to build up to world because world was coming out by that point. It was early 2017, 2018 or whatever. So I was gearing up for world to release because I was hearing that this is going to be the new hotness for the decade to come or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, it was worth my time. I will get into why I don't like the earlier games later, but I still adored my time with it. Have not achieved G rank with it. It is a great mistake of mine, but there's so much new stuff coming out for this franchise that I don't have time to go back to it at this point. I understand that struggle. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, uh, also, I should say, for those of you who don't know what Monster Hunter is, it's kind of like a fossil punk, dino punk, like where 
Stone Age, but we're fashion about it. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. And yeah. I love that. I love that so yeah. much. <laughs> it's get rid of all the like Ungabunga cave stuff and like give society to humans, sure. And also give them the technology they need to be sufficiently advanced that they could have this society. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you um, what? Well, go ahead. Oh, I realized that I, um, I forgot to tell our listeners how we actually know each other. That was on my list. Oh yeah. And I skipped over. I'm so sorry. About that. <laughs> um, yeah, we know each other through Jakey. Yeah. So if you listen yeah. to the Cosmere episode, that is our uh, mutual link. And now we're friends. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, uh, there should be a disclaimer at the top of this episode, but here we go. I'm just going to say it however many minutes in. Absolutely. Um, the story does not matter. <laughs> Everything I say in this episode is not going to be a spoiler because the lore is straight up irrelevant. Which is kind of like beautiful in its own right, in my yes, opinion. Yes, it's not like Dark Souls where like the the lore is inextricably tied to it it's just in the background it's it's straight up irrelevant there's no bearing on a plot or anything there's a background plot if you pay attention like world is like oh yeah you got to uh, do research for the new world fleet or whatever but with every game's plot it is straight up monsters attacking the village you got to you got to sort about it you got to sort about it right now. Yes, exactly. Um, so where I wanted to start off with the lore, because just because I mentioned the lore is irrelevant, I also want to discuss it because it's very interesting to me. Absolutely. Um, there's a creation myth for this universe. Ooh. And I love that about fictional world building. I am dabbling in writing myself, and creation myths are the shit. I love them. So I want to start off with the tale of the five. Mm. So the world had no beginning or end. It just kind of existed with the sunlight and presumably like solid ground uh, because there were people around and there were also five dragons. Uh, what kind of dragons are not specified in the Tale of the Five? This uh, is detailed in Monster Hunter World, the first of the fifth generation games. Uh but all the dragons together created the oceans in the sky when they were asked by the humans why the world didn't have finite boundaries. Uh, one dragon turned into the land, one into the mountains, one into the lakes and rain, one into the forests, and one, and this is important, into the sapphire star. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so a kid sails out to the island that the five created with the land and everything, like their final resting place, sort of. And uh, the kid returns with five scales, presumably one from each dragon. And humanity uses this to kind of terraform the world, creating the moon so that the Sapphire Star will never shine alone again. That's so per- that's super cute. Yeah, wholesome. wholesome. That's the last time this will be wholesome. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> we're about to get dark fast. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so time and change go on and the world's seen so many beginnings and ends that nobody's like, hey, why aren't there any beginnings and ends anymore? Because, like, people were taking civilization into their own hands. Uh, And then we get into the ancient civilization. This is, like, the actual concrete history of the world. Because a creation myth is just a myth, right? 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the ancient civilization uh, does not have a name because up until the fifth generation, nobody had names in this universe. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be like hyperbolic. I'm saying like you had characters like the Caravaneer, the Excitable A-Lister, the Guildmarm. They just straight up didn't have names. Your name was your job, your position. That's <laughs> Not in lore. Like, a, presumably, they had names in their universe. But due to the Monster Hunter language, there's just straight up not names. Because, like, is how it sounds when they talk. Oh. By default. There's now English and Japanese voice dubs to, like, broaden broaden the appeal Mm -hmm. but you don't want to you don't want to use them not because they're not good but because it's not authentic gotcha yeah so ancient civilization (laughs) uh they're hyper advanced and by hyper advanced i mean like you know how star wars is galaxy far ago in a long long way whoa that was not right (laughs) uh Galaxy far, far away a long time ago. That's the ancient civilization. Okay. And they were kind of living in harmony with all the sentient races of the world. So, like, they have elves. They're called Wyverians, but they're just elves. Uh, and they were responsible for a lot of technological advances that were just straight up lost to time. But a couple that were uh, found like survived to the day of the games because the Dragonator is a device that was invented by the ancient civilization that we found in old uh, like warehouses and shit. So are you curious what the Dragonator is? The, so they, they found a Dragonator in like basically yeah. the equivalent, like archaeologists found it in an ancient tomb or is it like? Yes, okay. that's exactly it. OK, um, what is the it? Dragonator? <laughs> it's a giant spear drill that you push a lever and the lever will fire it like a rocket out into the arena that the monster is in. Because uh, it's usually in an arena context, or in some cases, it's a siege weapon. And you just fire it. It's about, like, 300 feet long, give or take. Why? Because these are giant monsters. Oh, we need it. We need it to be big. Bigger is better. And better is bigger. Go bigger, go home. Yeah. Um, so, Ancient Civilization created that. It probably also created some other stuff, but there's no, like, citation for it, so I'm not going to quote it because somebody who is better versed in the specifics and minutiae can probably quote that. Uh, But the whole thing was that they were super, like, in harmony with the monsters and uh, and their other people. So they would use the monsters' parts... Not in the way that we use them now in the games. They would be built. They would use the parts of monsters to build giant structures and weapons. Yes, but they would usually be more humane about it than we are now because evolution is like that. Capitalism. Uh, 
evolutions like that making things more hostile, I should say. Mm-hmm. And civilization in the current day of Monster Hunter is not super advanced. Even though there's like airships and guns and stuff, it is not super advanced regardless. Yeah. The ancient civilization made these towers that shot up like the Tower of Babel kind of with monster parts even. So they were really architecturally prowessed because they understood science and physics and stuff like that. And then they created the ultimate sin. Ultimate sin? Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the Forbidden Act? <laughs> I, I I know what it means in, in our context, but not in Monster Hunter context. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, have you ever seen Full Metal Alchemist? Yes. Yes, I have. It's Nina. No! So, <sighs> yeah. Um, no! For those of you, yeah. It's a Frankensteinian process where a bunch of monsters are chopped up and then they create a new life form referred to as the Equal Dragon Weapon. Why is it called a weapon? Oh, baby, no. Yeah, uh, it apparently required hundreds of dragons to build, and there's only ever been one found. Fortunately, it was dead in a warehouse somewhere, so we don't have to deal with the repercussions of what it was like if it was alive. Oh. Yeah. Uh, then the dragons obviously went to war with the ancient civilization because, uh, of course, they did. Uh, you would too if your people were being smushed together to make new carry monsters. And just, and like, come on, yeah. <laughs> and then this is my favorite part of the ancient civilization, and also the end of the f- ancient civilization. I'm going to link you a song, and this is the song that I was referring to earlier in our private text, mm-hmm. where uh, this is the one I want you to play while I read the poem. Mm-hmm. So. There's this thing called Fatalis. Uh, Fatalis is a dragon that basically came out of the woodwork to fuck up human civilization because of the equal dragon weapon. And now, here's a poem called The Legend of the Black Dragon. When the world is full of wyverns, the legend is revived. Meat is eaten, bone is crunched, and blood is sucked up dry. He burns the earth and melts through iron. He boils the rivers and mows down trees. He awakens the winds and lights an inferno. He is called Fatalis, the Wyvern of Destiny. He's called Fatalis, the Wyvern of Destruction. Call for help, run for your lives, and don't forget to pray to the skies. He is called Fatalis, the Wyvern of Destiny. He's called Fatalis, the Wyvern of Destruction. Fatalis, Fatalis, heaven and earth are yours. It's amazing. The yeah. way that the music kicked in. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I read a YouTube comment on this video that said, "You know that shit's fucked when your first verse is a panicking Latin chorus." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Fatalis is uh, an Omega level threat. Like, the moment that you see a Fatalis, you know that you are fucked, basically. Uh, Because the death of the ancient civilization, uh, as well as the extinction of many species of dragons, happened in the wake of the war that woke Fatalis. Uh, There's three that are just alive and out and about. Just chilling. Yeah. They killed an entire civilization with one of them. There's three of them at any given point in time. Yeah. That's terrifying. Chilling. 
Yeah. Um, it's a very generic looking dragon by our standards, but taxonomically, it's very much a unique beast in the Monster Hunter world because it's fucking huge. It's so big. It's like, it looks like a regular dragon, but it's also the size of a skyscraper, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's big anyway. Boy. Yeah, it's very cool. I have not fought it because I have not gotten that far ever. It's it's like the end end boss of every single game. Ugh. Now we're out of the back lore into the modern lore. Modern times. How do you want to hear about the guild? <laughs> I I want to know more about the guild. Okay, cool. Um, things are gonna get a lot lighter here. Uh, we're not gonna talk about like you know pain and existential dread anymore we're beyond that now yeah (laughs) yes so the guild uh these guys are who you work for in the games and the cities of monster hunter are kind of scattered but the guild is all over the world in every single city state just to make sure that everything is kind of above board because uh poaching is a real threat to the ecosystem and we need to discuss the manner in which hunting goes down because uh there's a number of hunters that can go on quests it's four because one time five people went on a quest got killed and ruined it for everybody Ooh. yeah um that's the in-universe justification for why your party is limited in the game and i find that neat hmm. yeah okay okay so the guild it has four swords or tenets what do you think they are my brain they're just like values okay is it uh oh is this my pop quiz yes ah. no it's not the it's not the big quiz okay so this is this is a trial quiz okay so the four yes. tenants um i'm gonna have hmm. i don't think it's elements no um so probably like pride or like strength maybe there, I will give you a hint. They are sw- short phrases. Short phrases. Oh no! Yes. I can just say them if you if you don't want to guess. <laughs> give you give me another chance. Hold on. Uh, okay. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Three of them end in nature. Uh, like their na- their titles. Uh, no, they're they end in nature. The phrases end in nature. Uh. Um, good natured. <laughs> Fuck no! I get. I'm just gonna say them. <laughs> this is this is shambles. Uh, respect for nature, prosperity from nature, crafting from nature, and life as a community. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna yeah. get that, but yeah, I am sorry for sending you on that wild goose chase. It's okay. It was fun. <laughs> good. Uh, anyway, the main games have you work for the guild, but. Uh, there are two exceptions to hunting for the guild. There's the Riders and Tamers of Monster Hunter Stories, two games that are spinoffs, but that's basically just Pokemon. Nice. Uh, because you're literally like, you have an Omega Stone or whatever the hell you use to uh, Omega Evolve a Pokemon, and you use that to ride the Monsties because they're not referred to as monsters. They're your monster and your bestie. That's the actual justification for that name. Okay. I don't 
I don't consider that canon because it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a second canon exception to me, the movie. Have you ever heard of the Monster Hunter movie starring Mila Jovovich and Ron Perlman? Actually, I've been I wanted to I wrote this in my notes to bring this up. Um, okay, I guess we're talking about the movie yeah. now. <laughs> so I want to give a little, okay. little preface as to why this came up in my life. So, yes. Um, back when I was into Monster Hunter, I also had a partner who was into Monster Hunter, but not not like mm-hmm. crazy. You know, like he, yes. he actually uh, he was nine years older than I am or he is nine years old. He's still alive. But uh, yeah. So he got into Monster Hunter when it first came out, like back when it came over to the States. Like he's been into it all his mm-hmm. life. He had the little figurine of that like reddish pinkish dragon's head on a mantle. Like he was super into Monster Hunter. But, I think you um, might be talking about Rathalos, but that's yes, besides the point. Yes. Okay. And so, um, but when they announced that movie, I didn't even really play the games, but I could already tell. I was like, this looks like this is going to be a hot mess, isn't it? Like it's watching so- this what okay it's so bad it's basically a horror movie there's no mention of the guild ron perlman plays a character who's only in one game and they treat him as if he's like this big mythological character who's like super important to the lore he's not um the main character is a u.s army whatever the hell and she gets isekai'd into the monster hunter world which is of course just a isekai'd other the fuck yeah yeah for those of you who don't know what isekai is it's when you take a character from a normal world or a fantasy world and transport them to a fantasy world or a normal world respectively so it's portal fantasy like your uh narnias anyway it's so bad it's basically a horror movie because there's like so there's a monster called nursilla and nursilla is a giant spider with webs all over it because why not why not and it it does not lay its eggs in people good but guess what happens in the monster hunter movie it lays its eggs in people ah. <laughs> yeah it's irritating <laughs> it's irritating i did not like it i will be requesting a refund from paul w sanderson <laughs> personally also ti is in it you yeah. know the rapper ti oh my, yeah i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know man i hate it it's so bad. Um, it also flew in the face of, check the segue, the ecology of the world, because ecology is now a big focus of the Monster Hunter franchise, including like the science and biology and uh, I, I should say fantasy science and biology, because it's obviously not real. It does not have any basis in reality, but they make a good act of what it would be like if dragons and dinos were real in the modern day okay so i'm gonna link you another thing Mm. and i just want you to give a quick look over this phylogenetic tree um this is a evolutionary tree that shows all of the species in monster hunter that we can document and how they relate to each other evolutionarily it is insane the level of detail that it has. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and while you're looking that over, uh, I'm just going to run through the list of the classes of monsters. There's Neopterons, which are just bugs. Temnocerans, which are spiders. 
bird wyverns, which are small wyverns with noodly bodies and big heads proportionally. Noodles. Yeah, they're they're scrungly boys, as it were. <laughs> uh, flying wyverns, which are just your stock standard wyvern. Two legs, two wings, a beak. Can't fly around always, despite the name. It's kind of complicated. There's, like, quadrupedal wyverns that are classified as flying that, like, have wings, but they don't fly. Okay. Uh, there's pissing wyverns. I'm going to take that again. Pisking wyverns. Oops. <laughs> not, don't, it's not piss. Uh <laughs> Pisking wyverns, which are fish wyverns. They, like, swim and stuff. Carapaceon, which are crabs. Amphibians. Fang beasts. Uh, and fang beasts are where we start to get into, like, the more nuanced element of the Monster Hunter ecology. Fang beasts are wingless, biting-attacking, generally mammalian beasts that do not resemble wyverns at all. Hmm. Uh, leviathans, which are not fish, but they're good at swimming still, so they get classified into their own group because they don't swim as, uh, swim the same way as pisking wyverns. Mm -hmm. Uh, snake wyverns, guess how many there are? Uh, I, t I see two? There's three. There's three? Yes, I'm so mad about this because the snakes are so cool and there's three of them. Two of them are of the same species. Mm. Tragic. Uh, brute wyverns, which are just T-Rexes, but with like fire breath. Nice. Uh, fanged wyverns, which are fanged beasts, but make them quadrupedal. So think like, hey, that's a weird dog. <laughs> that's a fanged wyvern. Nice. Yeah. And then there's elder dragons, which are the most... Uh, bizarre of them all elder dragons are usually like the biggest threat you can face to an ecosystem they're classified specifically as this will devastate an ecosystem just by being there uh oh my gosh yeah and these are the actual draconic types of monsters so you'll see four limbs two wings and usually an elemental attack uh the notable exception to the rule of having wings and four limbs is the kirin which, if you know your Chinese mythology, is just a lightning unicorn. Uh, a lightning yeah. unicorn. Yes, I, but specifically, things are referred to as Kirin-like. There's no such thing as a horse. No such thing. Monster Hunter said, Monster Hunter said fuck horses. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look this yeah. up. How do you spell this? K-I-R-I-N. It's just a lightning horse. Um, anyway, that's all the classes of monsters, and I love them all. Except Carapaceons and Neopterons. Because Neopterons are bugs, and I don't like bugs. And Carapaceons are just kind of there for me. But all of these encompass what Monster Hunter is about. It is different ideas of monsters classified and put into their own little boxes that are then extracted and extrapolated upon to make the combat interesting. We'll get into the gameplay a little bit later, but these all fight different ways based off of what their class is. Kind of like how in an RPG, a fighter is different from a rogue is different from a monk. 
Gotcha. Yeah. And the scientific influence goes beyond this even because uh, there's like sacs and glands and pouches and organs for elements because obviously you if you're fighting a dragon that breathes fire, something's got to be in there to generate the fire, mm-hmm. you know? So the biological forethought is given out to these creatures so that they can actually produce the effects. If somebody is giving you a sleep attack, you're going to harvest a sleeping organ from them. That's pretty cool. Because the way that the game loop works is that you go to the place, you hunt the monster, and then you get a choice. You can slay it or capture it. Or it runs away because it's a scripted event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you slay, you get to carve organs out of the monster and parts off of it with your big old knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you capture, you get more rewards with some exceptions. Like there's items that won't drop if you capture sometimes. But more often than not, it's the best option except in Rise, the newest game. Because in Rise, there's a lot more organs and parts that are just like, yeah, they're kind of exclusive to carving. Enjoy. And so the chance of getting them is a lot lower. Oh. This game Mm. must be, like, really stressful for people who are not into, like, hunting and carving out like that. Like, So it's not graphic in the way that some things are because... It's very much fantasy violence where it's like, yeah, you have a big sword and there's blood splash from like the attack, but it's never the wounds are not ever super gory detailed mm-hmm. unless you unless you cut off the tail sometimes, because when you cut off the tail on most monsters, it will have like the fleshy bits inside. Mm. But that's the only like bad wound gotcha for gore stuff the the thought the reason why i brought that up is i noticed um like in my when i was a kid obviously like oh it's a game it's you know i i am having this detachment of this being like a real living creature but right. for some reason in my adulthood um best example being when i'm playing near automata we get to the we get to earth and there's deer and boar and you can oh, fight yeah. them for material and you'll get the meat off of them and it yes. hurts my feelings to fight them. <laughs> okay, <I> <laughs> we will get into the we will get into the monster hunter uh, discourse about PETA and stuff. PETA does not have anything on this game at this moment, but I believe they actually might. I don't know, mm-hmm. but these are existential threats to society. Do not feel bad about hurting them. Okay, <laughs> they are. Listen, if a T-Rex that can breathe fire would come to your village, would you not try and stab them? Absolutely. Like, in in that... If I was in Monster Hunter yeah. World, like, absolutely. Like, I am a small being and I need to live. I gotta fight the big thing. Exactly. Um, that is the ethical justification for it. I will not be taking arguments at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the gameplay is... Interesting because every generation introduces something major that's new. Every generation or so we get new weapons except for the new fifth generation, which I'm mad about. Uh, But second, third, and fourth generation each got at least two new weapons. And the second generation got a day-night cycle and seasons. And then third generation got swimming, which was never to be seen again. Thank Uh, goodness. Um, Oh. (laughs) Well, I'm philosophobic. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. That Fear of sense. deep water. It gets you. I understand yeah. that, actually. Uh, Generation 4 gave us mounting, which is extrapolated upon and elaborated upon in Rise. Rise gives you these things called wire bugs, which basically bonk against the monster and bind them to one place. You ride the monster, bonk it into other monsters. It's fun. It's a it's ah. way better than the mounting from the first game, first generation is in. Mm-hmm. Bonk. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just the, the I'm talking word, so much. The word bonk. <laughs> Is has a special yeah. place in my heart. Is, uh, of course. Have you played Rocket League? This is a, this is a slight yes. tangent. Uh, whenever I would fly and bonk into another vehicle, I have to uh, legally say bonk every single time. Or if I Fun. like rear end my teammate and they go flying off. Um, yeah. So the word bonk has a special place in my being, and uh, you've activated Aww. my trap card. Hey, <laughs> that's all I got. Gotcha. Uh, there's five elements. There's fire, ice, thunder, which is just electricity, water, and dragon, which is psychic energy. Because the dragons Ooh. have like society and not society, uh, thoughts and uh, communication between them. Or- yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, yes, gets into the problematic territory of this is a creature with thoughts and feelings. Again, it is trying to kill you. It's usually hostile right away, and it can't talk to you, so it's not, like, that bad, you know? Yeah, in, in the yeah. strict confines yeah. of, the, of the situation, absolutely. I think, yeah. I, I mean, in, to, to take this a step further just for three seconds, mm-hmm. if a dragon showed up in the United States of America, I don't think the U.S. government is priority is going to... Well, they're going to probably try to capture it alive, but if not, they're going to just try yeah. to capture it dead. That's what Top Gun 3 is about. What? <laughs> I'm, that hasn't been made. I'm joking. Don't sue me, Warner Brothers or whoever. That's, that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, there's 14 weapon types. There are a lot of them, so I'm not going to list them all because that would be boring. What I will say is I'm loving the light bow gun right now. It's just a pew pew pea shooter. Uh, Roma. Yes. What did you play when you played Monster Hunter for a brief time? Um, what weapon? I want to say that I'm digging that t- that shot my brain like to what four or five years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago. I don't know. I I want to say I was a lance person lance is fun um, lance is fun because i i my adhd doesn't let like if i'm doing a lot of like hitting attacks like physical sword swinging i would get yeah. disoriented very easily so i usually play some sort of poke. like archer or like mid long range kind of weapon yeah. so the lance worked out really well for me and also went boom <laughs> that's the gun lance yeah the gun lance so much fun Also, there's a distinction between hub and village quests in the game, which give you different rewards. Uh, The hub is usually more high ranking because it's harder quests for tuned for multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And then the hardest stuff is the G rank expansions. So each game has low and high rank. And then when the expansion comes out, this new one coming out in two weeks... Oh, I, I two weeks. That's coming up fast. 
uh, <laughs> is G rank for Rise. It's called Sunbreak. Uh, Iceborne was the G rank for uh, Monster Hunter World. And before that, it was just Ultimate, 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 all the way down. Wait, wait, hold on. Hmm. I got lost. So, so each game will have a base game and then an expansion. Okay. Or a re-release in the older versions. Okay. Uh, and the way that it works is you have your low and high rank quests in the base game. And then in the expansion, you'll have your G rank, which is like, <gasps> oh. that's where shit gets real. Ooh. That's where you need to worry about your, uh, your builds and your decorations and your armor class and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Decorations is just jewels that you slot into your armor to make it work better. Mm-hmm. There's no actual cosmetic benefit, but it, it's portrayed as it's prettier. <laughs> so there's one more thing that I would like to do for my notes. And that is play the guessing game. <gasps> it's time. It's time. Uh, I'm going to give you, yes, I'm going to give you 10 monsters. Some of them are fake. Some of them are real. Oh, I want you to guess which ones are real and which ones are fake. Okay. And I'll give you fun facts for the ones that are real. Okay. Nibblesnarf. I want to say that one's real. Yes. And this is the only monster where you can attack the uvula and break it as part of a harvesting technique. You, uvula? Yes, the dangly thing in the back of your throat. I that's okay. Okay. <laughs> it opens up its mouth like a like a bear trap out of the sand. It is very funny to look at. It is very silly to look upon, and I love this. Yes, uh, Glarzien. Ah, ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna say that it's not real. That's correct. That's the name I give to my starter Pokemon. <laughs> All right. I love that. I love that so much. Of course. I, I know names. Uh, Wallabarin. Mm. That one sounds real to me. Uh, ah. <laughs> yeah. Wallabarin is just a name that I made up on the spot. Uh, Dang. Devil Joe. Ooh. Real. Yes. And here's the thing about Devil Joe. I love this monster. Uh, here are three fun facts about it because I'm particular. It's the first invader type monster, meaning that it will come into a quest uninvited and wreck your day. Its theme is very much like, oh, you wanted to play? Now we're playing. Uh, it eats its own tail when it's severed. Well, but how are you going to get your, your supplies out of it? How are you going to get your drops? Well, that's the thing. You might miss it. No. Yeah. Uh, and the third fun fact is that because of its appearance, it is called the pickle by fans. It looks like a pickle? Yes. A giant pickle that turns red and breathes fire that sounds like friendship to me i mean if you insist <laughs> there is a character who thinks that a certain monster is friend shaped 
and maybe more. Oh. She wants to fuck the Brachydeos. <laughs> the Brachydeos is, uh, it looks like it has a pompadour and it has mucus on its, uh, poundier fist things on its forelegs and it, the mucus explodes. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's freaky like that. Hey. Uh, the Guildmarm from Monster Hunter 4. Wait, this is the character in the game? Brachydeos is the character, Guildmarm no, Brachydeos is the monster. Okay. Guildmarm is the character that wants to fuck it. So this is canon. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up is Wigstan. I'm going to go with, with, with that, that one's a false. Yes, it is an NPC from Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Wigstan? <laughs> yes, it, they're in the Waking Sands. Hey, yo. Yeah. All right. Uh, Valstrax. That one sounds real. Yes. Yes. It is a bird and a plane. It's both. <laughs> um, it's literally modeled after a fighter jet to the point where one of its attacks is it will fly to one side of the arena. And then it's you hear like. And it's hind legs will eject dragon energy to catapult it across the arena, and it can potentially one-shot you. Ayo. It's insane. Ayo. Yeah. Uh, up next is Smaradu. Mm. Gut says that's real. Nope. Ah. Uh, Smaradu is inspired by Xanadu. That's the joke. Uh, Plonky Whack. <laughs> I want that to be real, but I don't know. It is not real. No. Plonky Whack is inspired by the name Ketchawacha, which is a real monster. I want Shara Ishvalda. That one's real. Has to be. Yes. yes. Shara Ishvalda is so cool. It is my favorite monster from World. Uh, it is nicknamed the Old Everworm, and a fun fact about it is that when it opens its eyes, it has three phases. Rock form, closed eyes, and open eyes. And when it opens its eyes, it looks directly at the player. I hate that. Not the hunter, but the screen. I hate that. It stares at you the entire time. That's really unnerving. It's... it. If you look up a picture, you'll see a zoomed out version of it. But its eyes are piercing. It knows. It's messed up. And then last but not least is Gore Magara. Mm. My my brain says it's false, but my gut says it's real. I'm going to go with my gut. It's real. Yes! Yeah. Uh, Gormagala is the first monster to be of an unknown classification because it looks like an elder dragon, behaves like a flying wyvern, and it transforms into a more powerful version called Shagaru Magala. Um, it is the only monster to use viral attacks. So Ooh. what happens is it will shoot out clouds of a virus that will infect your hunter 
And if you attack a bunch in the time frame between when you're infected and when you actually get sick, you will either, if you don't attack enough, you'll, I believe you get a debuff. But oh. if you attack a bunch, you get a buff. Nice. It's like your, your own vaccine. Get vaccinated, everyone. Vaxed. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is all I have for my notes. Uh, further research, if you want, there's a couple YouTubers that I have to recommend. Eric's A-R-E-K-K-Z. He does a lot of, like, tutorial videos and getting into the franchise videos. Gaijin Hunter, who does a lot of news. Team Darkseid, they do speed runs and general stuff. I don't watch them as much. Uh, Joe Cat does a series on the weapons. Joe Cat is famous for his how to... Uh, not how to do uh, crap guide to D&D, but he started with Monster Hunter. Oh. And then the last one I want to recommend is a couple of videos on Subjectively. They are character designers and they discuss a lot of monster designs, some of which are from Monster Hunter. Ooh, and uh, absolutely, if you if you can drop links in the uh... by the way, everybody, if you've gotten this far in the show and haven't jumped in our discord like. Each of the episodes has their own little thread of all the information that I have been shown and we talk about and the recommendations. So go check out those pins in the threads. Yeah. I'm going to drop the link to those right now. And then I'm going to actually drop the... There we go. Cool. Okay. Do you have <laughs> any questions for me? Woo! I have learned... A lot today. Mm -hmm. So, as as we've discussed earlier, um, and you've noticed uh, through you know the period of time where I've acquired my new hyperfixation. In this case, it's reigniting something that could have been a reef of hyperfixation, and now probably will be a full blown hyperfixation. Yay! Because um, I, I monsters, um, monsters, monsters, dragons. What would you recommend? For my 26-year-old ass and our year 2022 uh, to play that would best fit the I have a vague or no knowledge of the Monster Hunter series and I need to jump in. Because the lore is so like irrelevant to everything, I would say just get Rise, get Sunbreak, and play that because it's the most current and most up-to-date. The thing about older games in the Monster Hunter franchise, as I've alluded to earlier in the pod, is mm. there are a lot of quality of life improvements that have happened with the fifth generation. It's a much needed refresh of the mechanics. Like, in older games, you couldn't drink a potion and move at the same time. Mm. Yeah, there's a thing called potion flexing, where the animation that plays after you drink a potion is a big flex so that the game can readjust your health. That was bad, so they changed it. They also had limited uh, whetstones to sharpen your weapons with. That was also bad. Bad. Yeah. So there's little things here and there that have made the fifth generation my personal favorite and a lot of people's personal favorites. So just get Rise, get Sunbreak, you'll be set. Awesome. And let's see. So now that I know what I'm going to be doing this week... <laughs> Mm -hmm. um 
what does so we've got your hyperfixation. You've been really into this for quite some time. Uh, where three you, years, four years, three years. Yeah, yeah. dang. Um, where do you see Monster Hunter going? So we got this brand new game out, or it's is it out now, yes. or is it about to be out? Uh, Rise is out, okay. but Sunbreak is coming out in fourteen days. Fourteen days, so it'll be out by the time this episode comes out. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what, what do you think so far of so Sunbreak? Sunbreak is not out. So, but what do you think of it so far? Of the information that's out, of the information that's out, Goromagara is coming back. Hallelujah! I love that monster. Um, Hell yeah. There's also a couple of returning monsters that I have not fought before, so it'll be fun to fight those. Uh, what I want for Sunbreak is I want the story of Rise to continue because it is very fascinating about a rampage that goes on every 50 years or so of, like, you have to defend the village with siege weaponry. And it's not the most nuanced plot, of course, but... It is something that is still like, oh, I can get invested in this. It gives you enough breadcrumbs to keep playing. And I like that about Rise, so I am excited to see it continue in Sunbreak. Heck yeah. As for future generations, I want a new weapon type now. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted it yesterday. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I've had this idea of a great shield, which is two smaller shields that combine to make a bigger shield. (laughs) Big shield! Yeah. Other than that, I think I'm happy with the way Monster Hunter is right now. I just want to see more monsters, more locations, more endemic life. That's not a topic we got into, but endemic life is like little things that are just scurrying around the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just occurred to me that we got through an entire episode of talking about Monster Hunter. We didn't talk about the cats. Oh my god, no. No, my palicos. I'm so sorry. And in Rise, in Rise, you get dogs too. I do remember seeing yeah. something about dogs. Yeah, and get this. The dogs are mounts. They're basically a motorcycle. You can drift on them. Oh, babies. Yeah. No, babies. I love them so much. Um, also, we didn't get into the customization system, which is super robust for a game where you are tiny on the screen. Big armor. Little guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yep. I'm, I'm vibrating. I want, I want a dog. I want a kitty cat. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, okay, yep. I'm playing this. No one's stopping me. (sighs) Is there, uh, (sighs) is there anything else that you'd like to, uh, I, I, I'm vibrating right now. I'm like, I don't have money, but I want to go buy the game. Um, I'll buy it for you. I'm generous like that. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like to to add before we uh, decide on the title for this episode? Uh, love each other. Be kind to one another. Do good unto your neighbor. I'm JWXArt on Twitter. Uh, I'm JWXArt on Tumblr. Do not ask about my Instagram. It, do not do not perceive me there. Don't perceive. Yeah. Um, that'll about do it for me. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. So I, uh, through, through the, this episode, I have written down some notes about what I think a fun name for this episode would be. And, um, I'm going to pitch it to you and 
you tell me your thoughts and uh, constructive criticisms and go, go from there. So, so far, the thing that I have, that my heart's kind of really on right now is uh, Top Lance Gun 3, Fatalis, the game show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that, uh, that's it. That's the name now. <laughs> Woo! Hell yeah. My name is, uh, again, Roma. Uh, wow, where did this southern accent come from? Um, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Uh, you could find me at I appreciate your butt at the twitter.com. I A P P R E C I, the number eight, U R B U T T. Um, I think it's fully spelled out with actual letters. I appreciate your butt on Tumblr. I'm so glad that, I mean, Tumblr's always been around and I've always been on it, but I'm glad that people are yeah. like returning. Uh, in contrary to uh, most reclaiming the throne, baby, reclaiming the queers are back, baby. Um, yeah, <laughs> during Pride Month, Pride Month, <laughs> Tumblr in my Pride Month, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, and you can find this podcast as a whole at the hyperfix pod on the twitter.com. Um, and then the Discord link is also in the Twitter. Um, or if yeah. the Discord link isn't working for you, let me know and I will get it to you. I want you in here and I want to talk about things that excite you. Yeah. I also want to thank Moonshot Pods for acquiring this podcast and uh, giving us power from the moon's core to make this happen. Y'all are the best. And if you're looking for more shows to listen to, uh, check out at Moonshot Pods on Twitter.com and get more podcasts in your life like the unwise girls are doing percy jackson um like book talks and then we also oh what is that new show with the with the medieval stuff that just came out i need to go pull it up there we go wait are you confirming that the moon is haunted by getting moon power from the moon's core well the we we took over the moon <laughs> Okay, cool. So we, we acquired the moon, um, and now for some reason we want to destroy it, but we're currently there right mm. now. Um, cool. Probably by this point, maybe we've destroyed it, but, um, you know. Uh, the show that just came out is called Take The Mani Man Maniculum. And Ooh. Zoe and Mac uh, delve into the weirdest medieval texts possible and contextualize them for a modern audience. They're actually, uh, Zoe is going to be on this show at some point later in the year. So keep an eyeball out for that or an ear ball out for that. That was bad. <laughs> um, yes, that's all I got. Um, thank you for joining right. us. Be safe. Don't die. Drink water. And badoop. Thank you to Offuscate at O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E for the intro and outro music. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. And also, thank you to the Moonshot Network. You can find them at twitch.tv forward slash Moonshot Network, twitter.com forward slash Moonshot Pods, or you can support them on Patreon and all the podcasts in the network at patreon.com forward slash Moonshot Network. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, have a good day. Be safe, don't die, and badoo!
Hi there, my name's Max Newland. My friends and I love anime, but you don't have to take my word for it. Hello, my name is Max Kostrak, and I have a confession today. I do love anime. Hey there, my name is Stevie Matos, and I love anime like I love yogurt parfaits. I watch it, I engage with it, and I think about it a lot. Give me a good bed of mechs sprinkled with some harem anime, a slice of life, and some little dabs of a sports anime. Let's go. Mm. Now, doesn't that sound delicious? Join us every Monday at the After School Anime Club, a podcast where we play fun games and talk through the anime classics of the 90s and 2000s. That's the After School Anime Club, available now on your podcatcher of choice.